You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. There is a place where time stands still, where nature is harsh and demanding, where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. All you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three correct answers, and you go through that doorway to the greatest little country in the world. Hi everyone, Annie here with Showreel, a look at what's happening in the Australian moving image world and today we have a very curious thing and I thought thoroughly interesting piece on a platform called Prototype. As you hear in my interview with video artist Amelia Hine about her work Metamorphosis, Prototype is effectively a capsule of art in your email or other social media site that has a virus-type element because you, the viewer, have to send it on. The editor of Prototype sent this out with the June 5th episode, which gives an idea of where they are coming from. Helping to make and exhibit art online in the past few months, and thinking of all those dark, empty museums showing lonely works, has shown me that art is unfinished without an audience. The audience, not the artist, completes the work by bringing the work into their own lives, their own contexts, and making meaning for themselves, hence Prototype's mandate of cultural accessibility. So you can see that what they're trying to do is offer you, the audience, an individual access to moving image, video art. Uh, and I spoke to Amelia when her piece was running as part of the catalogue, but the moving images change with each edition. Let's hear from Amelia. Hello, Amelia speaking. Hello, Amelia. It's Danny McLaughlin here. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? Great. Were you in a position to talk now? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hopefully it's not too loud outside. Oh, no, no, it's fine. Where are you, in fact? Uh, I'm at home, but we live on the corner of quite a busy street, so it's it's probably peak hour right now, actually. Oh, I was just wondering, like, I'm in Melbourne. Are you in Perth? Oh, Brisbane, sorry. Brisbane. No, that's all right. That's okay. Uh, we're all in our own little uh, bubbles. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, it's... <laughs> forget about cities. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, what's it like up there at the moment? Um, it's it's started to get a lot more relaxed actually. Everybody's still working from home generally, but um, we're going to go out to the pub on the weekend, so that's exciting. Oh, that is exciting. Um, but it's very, yeah, it is. But it's incredibly cold actually. It's probably the first cold snap we've really had this year, so yeah. I'm really enjoying it. All oh, right, don't you like um don't you come from Brisbane or don't you like the hot weather? Yeah. 
Uh, I come from Brisbane, but um, I've never really adapted to Brisbane weather. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. It's cold down here too, but you know you'd expect that. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, it's really yeah. cold. <laughs> but we've got no excuse. You know what I mean? I'm no. very jealous of the length of your winter. Sorry. <laughs> Anyway, uh, let's talk about the work that you that I wanted to talk to you about, um, metamorphosis. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, metamorphosis. Uh, tell me, uh, I was really uh, interested in the um, uh, idea of uh, taking art out of the human perspective but into the eyes of the insect world. Can you talk about what you're aiming to do there? Yeah, Um I think a lot of my work is kind of based on this idea of um, trying to really get into the perspective of or understand the position of non-humans. Um, and so it's kind of an experiment um, taking my research that I've been I've been working on a lot um, in relation to these ideas um, and translating it into kind of image making practice. So um, it's, it's kind of half fleshed out at the moment, I'd say, where I'm trying to look through the eyes of in this case insects um but in other cases i'm i'm thinking through uh wallabies and finches um in specific circumstances um and it's a tricky thing not to anthropomorphize things um but to kind of let them have their own voice while still being the one who constructs the image yeah yeah it's interesting your thoughts i guess as to whether it's successful yeah, yeah, no, I find it, it's it's partially successful as far as an experience um, for me. Uh, mm. The idea that um, the majority of uh, our artefacts and increasingly the world is being created as purely human-made, even down to uh, the living spaces, uh, ex- to the exclusion of mm. the external world. I mean, I live in a place where they've transplanted a huge amount of palm trees at uh, a large amount, a large cost, to be tre- um, street trees mm. because there's a fantasy about uh, a seaside suburb having palm trees. Huh. Although I live in Melbourne, yeah. <laughs> which I find <laughs> outrageous. It's fascinating. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I actually have been quite interested in. So there's actually a lot of writing about this kind of um, urban, um, more than humans or non-humans within the urban space, and um, there's quite a focus on kind of like recognizing them and that they do actually exist and that we haven't made space for them. And so um, I am quite interested in following that up. You, you work in science? Uh, no, no. I'm a well, I'm a geographer. Actually, a geographer. So I'm more okay. um, kind of in. Yeah, environmental humanities is more what I'm doing. You're, you've got your perspective then is being translated into an artistic perspective, which is moving image perspective. That's what I'm interested in. How you're you're doing that? Right. Tell me yeah, about okay, that. Sure. Um, well, that's um, something that I'm still working out. Um, but I guess so. I I come from. Um, a background with interior design and museum studies and then I've gone into human geography from there so I've really got this strong interest in making things um, visible or um, communicating them to a wider audience or or even like aestheticizing them um, which I've found to be 
something that seems to be not as prominent within, at least within geography circles um, and within academia more broadly, especially outside of creative industries. Um, so I guess I'm kind of interested in at least playing with these ideas and experimenting with what, you know, what even a more than human perspective might look like if we were to try to um, turn it into some kind of an image practice um, where a lot of these things are still stuck in text. And so I think potentially not reaching a large audience or as large an audience as these could be um, in order to actually make some kind of change. Um, so I guess I'm kind of, the way that I, I approach kind of image making and graphics, I guess, is just intuitive. And so I'm not sure I have enough logic behind it in terms of like a process of turning um, of turning a particular way of like a non-human's perspective into um, into an image in a, in a scientific way. Although I think that's something I would like to explore um, is kind of you know the science behind the eye the eye and the optics and how that is actually physically translated into image making. I think that would be an interesting way forward potentially um, but it's more about kind of translating experience of of the world I suppose and experience of the world um, and what could be or what futures could be possible if we change the way that we approached um, I guess landscape is is what I'm kind of interested in but but the urban condition in this case um, particularly thinking about insects and the way that they would transform a city if they were given free reign of it Mm. That's really interesting. That's an answer or not? <laughs> no, no, no. That's really thoroughly interesting. Um, I, I, I no, agree cool. with you. That business about, um, oh, for a start, being intuitive is probably what an artist should be doing. I mean, you could seek tools, uh, but uh, yeah, it's the intuitive approach which actually will form the result. I would imagine. I'm keen to understand why uh, uh, and you also gave me an answer to why you did a visual and a moving visual because you want mm. people to actually appreciate it uh, the next thing of course is how did you ca uh, gain your technical skills because it's almost ah, it's um, almost it's moving collage isn't it it's like it's almost moving collage it is it it quite it quite literally is moving collage um so what i did this this particular piece so i've done quite a lot of collage and it is kind of becoming my medium generally um or photo montage rather but i always get them confused um but this particular one was quite interesting because i was pushed to um well i was encouraged to do a workshop um as part of um a group who wanted to do some branding for um, their event so Modifier Queensland um, which isn't some, a group that I've had any affiliation with previously but they were quite interested in doing kind of like um, things with an ethic of collaboration um, in order to create these this this new identity for the festival um, so what we did was we all we got together as a group so it ended up probably being about six of us and physically made individual collages um, with this idea of envisioning envisaging um, what a city's future might look like or what 
Australia's future might look like if we were to think about things from an insect's perspective. Um, and so each person came up with quite a different collage approach and had their own aesthetic, but they didn't glue them down. And so we gathered them all up and I kind of recombined everything into this massive collage. And then I translated it all into After Effects, well, through through scanning it all in and Photoshopping, um, getting rid of all the extra. And then, yeah, putting it in After Effects is kind of like this moving image collage that was kind of slowly falling down the screen. Um, and yeah, so it's kind of the first time I've done it in that particular way. And I think it was incredibly aesthetically effective, surprisingly. I didn't know how it was going to go. Um, so I'm really interested in following that up as well and kind of approaching even going, because I've done a lot of digital college, but I really loved the, the manualness of cutting things out properly and, you know, going back to proper collaging I suppose well that's um, how animation and it does have a different quality that's what animation used to be you know people used to make them physically yeah, right. and then move them around absolutely um and there's something about that kind of like analog creation that's um it, it actually has a different look to it right that's kind of less sleek and less you, you can't just make things transparent the way that you would or sink them into other things. It's um, it's really blocky and grainy. That I, it's just something I really have enjoyed working with. Um, yeah, so I'm yeah. hoping to go down that path. Oh, that's so interesting. So uh, that actually had something about uh, tactileness and um, limits and space that's being said there really isn't it I think so I think so it, it kind of always comes back to what my mum taught me when we did art classes as a kid and she was always like never leave any white space so, <laughs> so now the whole trick with the collage is to like make everything fill up the whole space so it's just so busy and everything's happening but but there's always something happening wherever you look I guess <laughs> Well, that's the thing that happens in your piece. Uh, if you were to, because it's it runs for about three and a half minutes, a bit longer, um, or less. I can't remember. Yeah. But it's around that uh, three forty nine, or I think mm. sticks in my mind. Uh, yeah, which, something like three thirty. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, yeah, somewhere like that. But it means that you could watch it over and over again and see different things. Yeah. Because we're not we're not talking Absolutely. about the specific. Uh, Event, you know, event. It's an event. It feels like an event. It, it takes you on away. One of the things I wanted to ask you about were the placement of the full human humans in it. There were there were a variety yeah. of full humans in it. Tell me about that, just as a matter of interest. Yeah. Well, that's that was kind of interesting to me as an exercise in partially in kind of morphing these humans into something else, but also so kind of like in a process of making them other, also kind of forming them into an insect that would belong within the world that I was creating or, or the insects were hypothetically creating. Um, but I think it's kind of interesting because this was all using the building blocks of what had been previously cut out by all of these collages. Um, and so there were humans within it. And it was difficult to not have humans in it. Um, 
And you kind of automatically set them up, I think, within that image. And even I did it when I was constructing it as kind of protagonists or as having some kind of an elaborate storyline in which, you know, like this woman with the gas mask who's kind of in the center of it um, that I've realized that not many people actually see because she's kind of camouflaged into other things. Um, you know, like how she's got the, how she ended up there. Um, and so I'm kind of trying to make these little scenes that happen that include these people, but also at the same time, I don't want to center the people. Um, and it's a bit of a struggle because I had these pieces that I felt like I needed to use because they've been really deliberately cut out. So I'm not, I'm not sure. I think if I were to have done the collage originally by myself, I'm not sure I would have included any people at all. But they do kind of like centre things within an urban environment, I suppose, and within... Uh, I'm with you. contextualise it as within this... Uh, I, I'm sorry. with you. I'm with you. I probably wouldn't have put them in it, them either. That's why it teased my mind. It made me think about it, why they were there. But like yeah. you said, the process yeah. is the thing and that collaborative... Uh, sequence that's it's really a fascinating it's an end but it's like that how long is a piece of string isn't it yeah you can end up with really anything yeah it's really quite (laughs) Um, fascinating to me absolutely now the next thing is yeah and it was very interesting go on sorry no no go ahead no you go ahead it was interesting what was interesting um well yeah, sure. It was interesting to me how each of the collages that people had produced originally, they had a really strong affinity with and they'd, they'd kind of project, projected a story onto. And so a lot of them were about their own values. And so I wonder if the use of the human image is kind of just a thing that we're drawn to, um, particularly potentially if we don't have a strong image making background or, or um, visual background. Um, it's really easy to kind of like fall towards humans as the storyteller. Yes, yes. I mean, it's like you're a baby and you centre on the uh, human form that looks after you or whatever. I mean, you're creating patterns. Um, But that's one of the reasons for why I found your idea so compelling, breaking this nexus around the idea that everything about humans is more important than the ecology we live in is a very dangerous... Mm, uh, We're in a very dangerous time and so you creating something that uh, uh, actually uh, uh, interrogates that is really important, it seems to me. Mm. How did it get Thank on? Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I was going to say, how did it get on to prototype, which is also another thing that's fascinating. Here is this fascinating piece of uh, electronic uh, medium, a magazine, which arrives in an, an email and uh, mm. is a, 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 a frontispiece for um, beautiful pieces of video art. Um, it's sort of like arc through yeah. the cracks. It's coming through the cracks. How did you get onto it? It That's comes true. from Perth. That's why I asked you where you were from because you're in Brisbane, but they're in Perth. So, yeah, fantastic. And I'm oh, in Melbourne. I, 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 yeah, I honestly had thought they were in Sydney for some reason. No, it says, um, it says at, at the bottom. It doesn't really matter, does it? No, but fascinating. Yeah. How did you it's, get there? Um, it was, well, it was purely by chance. I think um, 
I had made a short-ish film um, as just kind of an experiment uh, that was shown um, John Edmund. He is a, a film curator in Brisbane and he, I think, suggested me because I'd shown it within his public program um, to the prototype curator, Lauren Carroll Harris. And um, so I just got an email out of the blue, actually. Um, but I was really interested in it because I kind of been following it for a really long time. It's a beautiful website. It's a beautiful platform. And I think their mission of kind of making video art more accessible or at least more visible, um, because I think it actually says it on the website, but it's something about, um, video art being the least access type of medium, um, made by artists which is odd because of its accessibility within a digital space. Um, yeah, so it's a really cool platform and I was really um, pl flattered to be asked to be involved. And Lauren was really generous with her time and thoughts. And so what originally had been a very quick video that I'd sent her um, of the insects, so it was originally about a 30-second clip, which just kind of fell down really rapidly. Um she suggested, and we kind of had a chat about it, the idea of slowing it all down and then creating a soundscape within it. Um, so I oh, the soundscape was really good. Soundscape. I like the soundscape. Thank you. Yeah, I love that. I love it. Oh, I really That's love it too. the process of finding sounds. That was so good. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, it was great. One of, the, one of my favorite sounds is um, my kitten eating. And um, also, there was then another one. Oh, the other great sound in that was eggshells breaking. Oh, it's oh. so good. It's crunchy. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was a really good process, actually. Um, and it was really exciting to be involved in it. And I'm quite interested. I don't actually, it's kind of interesting to find out who has been watching it and who's been engaged in it and having a little bit of feedback from different people. Well, tell me about that. That's really interesting. Um, well, yeah, well, I've been kind of keeping an eye on all of their um, social social media and they've been having a lot of interviews with different... Um, Lauren's been really pushing, I think, getting video art out there and so she's been organising a lot of interviews um, with journalists, um, with art sites. Um, obviously with you as well, it's great to talk about and she's been on um, Radio National, which has been quite interesting. And I've been getting feedback from a few different people in my life um, who, who don't necessarily look at these kind of things. Um, and they've been quite interested in it. Um, I'm not sure I've been particularly, like there haven't been any really in-depth discussions that have emerged from it yet, except for perhaps this one. But I'm hoping if I keep going um, with this kind of approach and refining it a bit, it might start to reach a larger audience i don't know we'll find out i guess mm. well i i do hope you continue because i'm interested i mean i, I actually sent oh, <laughs> the last prototype uh, <laughs> um episode to a friend of mine in egypt because he's interested in this sort of thing so this is the power of digital really yeah absolutely definitely um so you you, you realise 
it moved from a hand hand cut pieces to uh yeah yeah to this whole different platform to being dispersed to who knows where really and just kind of like waiting for people to <laughs> send me a message and be like oh cool piece or you know yeah it's been really good thanks for talking to me yeah, no worries. Hi, um, my name's Maya Newell and I made a film called Gaby Baby and recently a film called In My Blood It Runs. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio. Melbourne's local documentary film festival is going online and nationwide from the 30th of June until the 15th of July. Canvassing an eclectic range of documentaries from South by Southwest, Slam Dance and Tribeca to Music video games and true crime with over 55% locally made in Melbourne and across Australia. Check it out at www.mdff.org.au Prices start from $8 a stream. Melbourne Documentary Film Festival is a 3CR supporter. You're back with Annie on Showreel, a look at what people are doing and why they are doing it in the form of moving image. Today we have been surfing pure art in the form of prototype, an online platform aiming to make video art accessible. And so as the editor of Prototype would say, forward this email so we can gather and experience art together online. You are the prototype dot art. Until next time. Let's listen to some Courtney Barnett. Keep safe. Oh
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.